0: That's what it would sound like if they made, like, a vacation commercial for Skinwalker Ranch. It would be like, Skinwalker Ranch, bring the kids.
1: Oh, yeah. I would also love to see a old-timey cowboy sort of TV show set on a haunted UFO-ridden ranch. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, if you haven't figured it out yet, welcome back to Camp Nightmare. My name is JB. And I'm Jordan, and we have a whole weird episode about Skinwalker Ranch today, and if you have no idea what we're talking about, that's fine. It's to be expected. Doesn't matter. That's what the episode's here for.
0: So hey, when you're done listening to this episode, if you don't mind jumping over to wherever you rate your podcasts, give us a five-star rating, and maybe leave us a little, you know... Uh, three sentence review about how scared you are of Skinwalker Ranch or the song that I wrote about Skinwalker Ranch. Um, and when you're done doing that, if you're feeling super generous, you can run over to our Patreon page, slash camp nightmare, and you can sign up for any number of things there, from all the way from a dollar to get your name on our website to five dollars for all of our secret episodes. We just announced. Um, some super cool merch stuff, but you got to listen to the whole episode to find out about that. Yeah, our latest ex- exclusive
1: Patreon episode was our post game episode for a licensed match. to Cage Nicholas Cage episode. So you guys definitely got to check that out.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. So uh, buckle up, kids. It's time for Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs>
1: everybody, welcome
0: back to Camp Nightmare. We are going to talk about Skinwalker Ranch today. I'm so excited. I can't even wait to tell you. I can't even wait seconds to tell you that we're going to talk about Skinwalker Ranch. I know.
1: I'm super excited too. This is like one of the weirdest things that exists that I know about.
0: (laughs) It really is. And I've listened to myriad podcasts about this specific thing. So like
1: I'm already ready.
0: I'm ready to like get deep into it.
1: And it's kind of like a weird mishmash, right? Because it's like, it's kind of part, uh, you know, alien, maybe extraterrestrials. It's part haunting. It's part like skinwalkers. It's all of it. It's kind of part urban legends, but it's all kind of none of the above as well. And all of the above. There are gates to hell involved. It's just everything. It's just everything. So we got a lot to get into. But before we get into it, let's talk about what's new.
0: I'm going to start with what you and I were just talking about before we started recording. So apparently authorities in the Netherlands found a bunch of shipping containers all dextered out on the inside with like dentist chairs and like various implements of torture strewn around them. I guess they were like setting like this high powered drug cartel in the Netherlands was like setting these things up to be a real life hostel, which is literally my nightmare. Like, that is my nightmare, like, being abducted and then tortured in some weird Eastern European country.
1: And apparently they had the interior of these things all soundproofed, too, Mm -hmm. so, you know, these people could scream and you couldn't hear them on the outside. That shit's terrifying. That is, like, real-life hostile. Like, that shit's happening. And the, the, the shipping container with the dentist chair, they tested it, and nobody had been tortured in there yet. So that's kind of the good news. It's creepy, but it's not, like, depressing, right? Because. Nobody had been tortured. It's not like they found this, like, blood-caked d- torture room of horrors, right? They found this, like, clean slate one that they, they, these psychos are just gearing up for a life of torture.
0: My big fear is that no one had been tortured in that one. That doesn't right. mean there's not another one somewhere that's just covered in blood. That's my thought, right? Because I, I
1: doubt this is their first go <laughs> no. at a shipping container yeah, torture
0: chamber, right? That's not something that, I don't know, I saw the picture, and it doesn't look like something that an amateur was doing. No. This is
1: like the, you know, they've they've perfected this fucking idea. They this came may up be the first the time they wilder. did it in
0: a shipping container, but, like, I'm certain that dude's dextered out a basement room somewhere.
1: Oh, totally. He's a drug cartel. It's like they're man caves. You know, they need, like, a really good torture room.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's terrifying.
1: Yeah, so that's pretty fucked up. So that's our first bit of news. The second bit of news is just more pushbacks. Last week, I finally talked about Meth Gators, the script I wrote, and the fact that it won first place at the International Horror Hotel. And I was excited because I wanted to go there in September, and uh, the fact that the film is has won Best Horror Script, but it's nominated for Best Overall Script, and if I win Best Overall Script, I get a sick fucking wrestling belt that says Meth Gators on it, which I very much want. So they're not still going to have the contest,
0: they're just going to cancel Oh, they're, the-
1: gonna, they're still going to have the contest, but they've pushed everything back to 2021. So now, originally Horror Hotel was supposed to be happening last month, uh-huh. then a while back they pushed it to September, And then I just got the email that they're pushing September back to next June. But, you know, it's actually kind of cool what they're doing. And I think you and I should get in on this and get over there and Camp Nightmare it out at Horror Hotel. But uh, what they're doing is they're they're doing everything from 2020, but they're going to continue opening up for submissions for the 2021 festival. And they're just going to get a double sized venue next year. And they're going to do two two years of film festivals at once.
0: I think that's a great idea.
1: So it's actually going to probably end up being the biggest horror hotel of them all because of that.
0: I think that's a great idea, and I have—I would love to be a part of that.
1: So, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll be out there supporting meth gators and, and hanging out at the
0: International Horror Hotel, but not until 2021. So that's... Womp, womp. Wah, wah. Next up, the inevitable has happened. I don't know if it's the inevitable or if I'm more scared now. Christopher <laughs> Nolan has finally, he broke, and he, put, he pushed back the release of Tenet, but only by a month. Like he pushed it back to August. Like like That's all you
1: can get out of him. You can't squeeze blood out of a stone, you know?
0: Yeah. But this is a big deal for Nolan. Like he's not he's not a guy who budges very easily. Like no. Christopher Nolan is very my no. way or the highway. So like
1: And apparently what they're doing instead is they're putting out like a ten year anniversary screening of inception, which I can't believe that's been ten years. Ah uh, freaks me out. I don't like knowing that's been ten years. But instead of doing like a tenant thing this month, they're just doing a ten year inception thing. I don't know. Christopher Nolan's Christopher Nolan is that terrified people are gonna forget who he is, I guess, in a month.
0: I still feel like Tennant might somehow either bring on the apocalypse or sit or stave away the apocalypse. Yeah. I, I I thought maybe, you know,
1: he had some tricks up his sleeve, was gonna fix things with his movie, but if he's pushing it back to August, that means he doesn't have he doesn't have faith in that sort of I don't think he uh, has consequence. I I think Christopher Nolan might might poop just like the rest of us. <laughs> it's, he might just be human. He likes his milk and cookies just like everybody else.
0: Yeah. He might, he might, you know, he puts his pants on one leg at a time. He just makes hit movies when he's done. That's all. Um, so, Kilroy. Kilroy was here. What is that? Now, have you seen this trailer yet? No. Oh, dude.
1: Okay, so we're definitely going to share this trailer on the X-Files. JB, you got to check it out. It's Kevin Smith's new horror movie, and it's a horror anthology movie. What? How do I not know about this? Yeah, and it looks awesome. It looks bonkers crazy. And uh, it stars, of course, his his daughter, uh, Harley Quinn Smith. It's got Jason Mewes in it, playing this weird janitor. When did he make it? It, This trailer just came out. I have no idea. I didn't even know he was making anything at at all right now, and Kevin Smith just comes out with a new horror movie. Same.
0: I follow him pretty closely. Like, I listen to Smodcast every time. You know, like, I've listened to every Smodcast. I follow him fairly closely, I thought, and I've heard nothing about this. But now I'm definitely in.
1: Well, you know, and good on Kevin Smith, because... You know, as a podcaster, it's easy to just talk about everything that you're doing, right? Oh, he but does Kevin Smith works on like movies and all these other you know comic book ventures and podcasts, and it's really cool to know that he's doing all of this podcasting and then completely on the side secretly without saying a word, producing entire films
0: and then just like putting them out. Well I think he'd be the first person to tell you that like his podcast network pretty much funds his film career at this point, sure. I mean, he developed the entire plot for Tusk on a podcast. Well, after Cop Out, Hollywood was basically like, "We're never going to give you money again, ever." <laughs> so, so like, pretty much everything you've seen after Cop Out has been, for, to my knowledge, for the most part, like self-funded. Or if it's funded by a studio, it's always like an indie, an indie studio. Right. And, you know what I mean? Like he had, he had a brief run in like. The late '90s through like the mid 2000s, where studios were funding him. Essentially, he started with Clerks. Totally, and you know, I mean, he's the true American filmmaker story that he started. You know, he started like super indie, and then got to be a studio guy, and then just burned burned out hard as a studio guy. Right.
1: He kind of followed the same trajectory as John Carpenter, right? You know, self funding your first ambitious yeah. feature getting embraced by Hollywood, making some hits, and then getting to the point where their creative vision and Hollywood's vision don't match up, causing a lot of tension there. And just like Kevin Smith, I mean, that's why John Carpenter had to go to movies with much smaller budgets and uh, stopped having massive Hollywood releases.
0: Yeah, well, and I think the the only difference is that Kevin Smith didn't really alienate Hollywood. He just sort of started making really bad studio movies. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like...
1: Yeah, it's true. John Carpenter was making classics. They just didn't realize
0: it. Well, exactly. Like, Kevin, Kevin Smith's mid... Like, I'm sorry, Jersey Girl? Like, that movie's not great. <laughs> like, it's not terrible, okay, but it's not great. You know, his latest films, you've seen that Kevin Smith has fallen
1: back in love with filmmaking. And you can read that all through his latest movies. And this, Kilroy was here, looks incredible, dude. It looks like he had a blast making it. I'm excited to see it. I will check out the tar- the trailer. Excellent. And the last thing on What's New... We got some good news. There's been a lot of bad news. There's been a lot of cancellations, there's a lot of pushbacks where it's looking like Halloween is going to be canceled or at least an interior social distance Halloween. But Spirit Halloween stores are coming back. Hell, yes. Yes, they say that they're working on their what they can do to develop the best socially distant interior Spirit Halloween experience they possibly can. Um so, you know, hopefully Hopefully they'll go kind of double down because they know we're not going to get a real Halloween. So maybe, you know, we can like walk through Spirit Halloween and have a bit more of it. Because they always do pretty good about having interactive displays and mm -hmm. stuff. It'd be nice to see them go hard this year.
0: Well, I for one think COVID-19 might just be an elaborate move by Spirit Halloween to put other stores out of business so they can (laughs) set up shop there.
1: I love the idea of Spirit (laughs) Halloween 11 months out of the year being like a shadow corporation meeting in dark rooms with lots of smoke around long tables, plotting how to destroy other businesses so they can move into a Best Buy this year instead of
0: a Kohl's. I'm imagining it more like real-life Nightmare Before Christmas, where just, like, Spirit Halloween is like, fuck that, we want all the holidays. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're going to kill off everyone that works at that Kmart so we can just set up a Spirit Halloween store all year round. I'm into that. That sounds... Dude, I'm not not adverse to that. I wouldn't be angry. Nah, nah. I don't really care about a... a you know, we're shifting over to a Halloween-based economy now. I don't think, dude, I would be all <laughs> for that. If we, had to, if, we like, if we paid for things in candy, it'd be yeah. great. Whole new meaning to wear your mask. <laughs> I mean, we're already there. We're already at the place where we have to wear masks. So Yeah, like, they've already normalized masks exactly. you know, to a point. I was thinking that the other day when I was in, I was in Wegmans buying groceries, and this kid walks by with like, a low-hanging backpack and like, a mask on. And I was like, dude six months ago that kid would have been arrested inside Wegmans for dressing like that now it's like now it's like the most normal thing ever I had to go to the bank and like I got to the bank
1: and I pulled in the parking lot got out of my car and I'm like I'm about to walk into a bank with a mask on like is that legit and it turns out you had to actually make appointments in the bank to like come in really which actually I think that's a good move one because it keeps the bank not stacked full of people and two it prevents a whole bunch of people wearing masks from just going into the bank which is just sort of disconcerting
0: no that's fair that's fair yeah
1: i'm not angry at it
0: cool well that pretty much does it for what's new um let's get into trailer of the week all
1: right we got a nice shitty found footage trailer for you today straight from that post-paranormal activity wave of found footage movies that were just mostly by and large not great. They did one about Skinwalker Ranch, which they creatively titled Skinwalker Ranch from 2013. It's not great. And no, it's not good, but it does go with the theme.
0: <laughs> it's not great. And it kind of shows that Skinwalker Ranch is kind of a mix of every supernatural thing out there. Which we'll get into that. How it like you can't even put a finger on Skinwalker. So it does, it does convey that. And it's also got. It also stars the guy who plays rapper Lil Kevin, the D dates and always sunny. Isn't that the one that's like retarded? Yeah, they can. They
1: can't figure out if he is or isn't. Yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) yeah. You know, with that acting pedigree, it's got to be a great film.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's not a good movie. No, and it kind of just shows you, like, you know, like you and I talked recently about Stephen King's book, The Colorado Kid, Mm -hmm. and and that whole book is sort of about how these cops are telling this girl this mystery story, and they're like. This is our story, and we can't really give it to, like, the big magazines and stuff because it's not a real story because it doesn't have an ending, and it doesn't really fit into any boxes, right? It doesn't have, like, one mystery. It has, like, way too many mysteries for it to be easily consumable by, like, the large public who reads these kinds of stories. Right. And that's what Skinwalker Ranch is, and I feel like that's why this movie is partially a huge mess. It's because Skinwalker Ranch has too many mysteries attached to it to, (laughs) to, like, take any definitive direction. Well, yeah, and like we said earlier, like, pick your poison. And if you do pick a direction, then you're, like, limiting what's actually the story of Skinwalker Ranch. So it's actually doing a disservice to the story.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we'll put that on our X-Files episode. You guys can enjoy it. All right. So let's get into Skinwalker Ranch. So this is a weird episode. Because what the hell even is Skinwalker Ranch? It's, it's is it an episode on aliens? Is it skinwalkers? Is it hauntings? Is it urban legends? Who the fuck knows? Like whatever your yes The is yes yeah, exactly <laughs> whatever your particular brand of paranormal study is, you can find it in Skinwalker. Like Ex- yeah, exactly. It's why it's it's why it's hard to make a good movie. It's like it's what you were just saying. It's why it's hard to make a good movie about Skinwalker Ranch because it's just so it's too all much over the place. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. way too
1: much. And what we're going to talk about today in relation to Skinwalker Ranch is a mixture of documented facts uh, about the region and about what's happened there, and about what people have studied there, and a mix of official reports of people who have lived there or worked there,
0: and also stuff that Jordan and I are going to make up off the top of our head because we're both high. Yeah, as always. Right. <laughs> Which you can't talk about Skinwalker Ranch and not be a little stoned. I'm
1: sorry. Yeah, join or a couple beers. You know, if you're going to talk Skinwalker
0: Ranch, you got to be loose can't go into that stiff. I'm assuming all of you listening are at least a little <laughs> stoned. Ashley, if you're driving to work listening to this and you're stoned, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> anyway, so I guess the best place to start is probably at the beginning. That seems
1: like a reasonable place to start.
0: Skinwalker Ranch, a.k.a. Sherman Ranch, is really what it's, is His actual name. Skinwalker is its, you know, it's, it's gained that name, and we'll get to why, but... That's the street name. It's its street name. It had to knife many other cryptids. To get there. Yeah.
1: Sherman Ranch is its Christian name. Yes,
0: it is its Christian name. So it's approximately 500 acres um, of land in, in Utah in the Uintah Basin. Is that how you say that? I think
1: it's Uintah Basin.
0: Uintah Basin. Um, it's an unexplained hotspot of strange occurrences. UFO sightings, crop circles, poltergeist like activity, cattle mutilations, and even shape shifting creatures have all been seen at Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, that's what we're talking
1: about. It's literally everything, you know? You go there, and it's just—it's just every story that you've ever heard of like supernatural occurrences are all happening at the same time at Skinwalker Ranch.
0: Yeah, um, it's 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 strange not only for having unexplained events, but for having them consistently for decades. Like, it's not like it's new. It's it's not new at all. This place has been around for a while. Yeah, and what also
1: makes it special is it's not, it doesn't just have all those reports, but it's also the most heavily studied
0: yep. regions for this
1: reason of.
0: Basically anywhere in the world that I can think of, so there's all kinds of research that went in that has gone gone into what we're going to talk about today. Um, some people believe it's cursed; others that it's just a supernatural place, like a thin spot between dimensions, and others just don't know what the fuck to think. I kind of fall into that category, like <laughs> like something. Yeah, is, I don't
1: know what the fuck to think either.
0: <laughs> something is weird about Skinwalker. I cannot deny that fact, but I I just I you know. I'm into science, so it's hard. Yeah. it's 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 hard for me to put a finger on it and say that it definitely is this.
1: Right, because yeah, I've, I'm in that camp too. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I know there's something going on there because it, it's been too many reports, too long, too much official research put into this place. Oh yeah, and like too much security for there to be nothing. But I'm also, you know, it's it's also like you have to look at your definition of like paranormal, right? Because I'm not saying anything overtly supernatural is happening, right? But it could just be something outside of our understanding of science, of, like, reality, of physics, you know? Like, it's you look at other dimensions, and it's like, is that really supernatural or paranormal? No, but it's unexplained.
0: And I, I believe it even goes so far as, and we'll probably get to this towards the end of this, that it's currently owned by, like, a shadow corporation that no one knows who is in charge of. Like, there's an actual shadow corporation that owns Skinwalker Ranch now that, like won't let anybody do any more research or interviews quote unquote there yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome Some people still believe that 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 there's paranormal testing going on. I am one of those people as well. Like I'm certain there's still like the reason the Shadow Corporation bought it is so they can do things unencumbered.
1: Yeah, and and we'll talk a little bit more about what that is later because it it gets interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so Skinwalker Ranch, like we said, is located in Utah in the Uinta Basin that people call UFO Alley, and it's obviously a hotbed for UFO sightings, abduction reports, you know, all of that kind of stuff.
0: Located near the Uintah and Oray Indian Reservations.
1: Uh, um, And we all know how messed up things can get when you start messing around with Native American burial grounds, Native American holy lands. You know, that's never a good recipe. I mean, I could cite movies all day. We've got Poltergeist. We've got Pet Cemetery, We've got the Amityville Horror. We've even got Stanley Kubrick's version of The Shining has specific dialogue that mentions Indian burial grounds on the lands of the hotel. It's just bad juju, guys. Don't mess with it. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the original story of Skinwalker Ranch, the story that a lot of people claim to be the source for all the disturbances starting in that Uinta Basin area. The Navajo Indians called the place their home, and they lived there forever, totally peacefully, as they're one to do, until they are driven out by the white man. This of course angered the tribe especially a specific shaman who supposedly cursed the land and possibly created the very first skinwalker to take residence there making the land dangerous for the white man to inhabit.
0: Yeah. And so for you that don't know what a skinwalker is um it's a Navajo term for a supernatural entity who can shapeshift into various forms. I've generally seen it represented as like a wolfen type creature. It's basically like, you know, Native American werewolves essentially. Is, exactly. Is yeah. That's what skinwalkers That's are. That's the
1: best way to put it. Yeah. And the skinwalker itself comes from the Navajo Indian tribe, and they have always been reluctant to talk about the details of the lore behind the skinwalker with people outside of the Navajo, because it's something very special to their people. And unlike the werewolf, it's not usually a normal everyday person that just turns into a dog or a coyote or a wolf. They are usually malevolent creatures like witches who, uh, who are able to turn into these creatures. But a lot of times skinwalkers were said to like, Instead of like a werewolf, which was, is often portrayed as turning into like half-man, half-wolf monster type thing, skinwalkers would often turn more into something that looked outright more like the animal it was supposed to be. But in some of these uh, stories also, they're more monstrous, and some of them have telepathic abilities. But one of them is, uh, was said to have been created and lived in, that ba- uh, in the Uinta Basin area, supposedly as a curse. Members of the tribe, of the Navajo tribe, uh, avoided that area, called it Shadow Canyon, and that's where the skinwalker was said to reside. And that is where the ranch was built. Of course. Because you have all of Utah, the whole place is empty, and you have to pick the
0: one canyon full of skinwalkers. And listen, here's something I've learned of my life. If there's an area of the country that the indigenous people of that country readily avoid, don't go there. Like right. don't build stuff there. Don't 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 claim ownership of there. Like have none of you seen
1: Poltergeist? The ground is sour. Exactly. Yeah. Indian burial grounds. You just don't fuck with them. So let's look at the Myers family real quick. There's not a lot to say about them, but they're the original owners of the ranch uh, from about 1905 to 1987. They never really reported any strange occurrences from their residents, but all of their neighbors did. Right. <laughs> so it's kinda hard to imagine. I imagine the Myers were just like had some like hard ass dad who's like I don't see no lights.
0: <laughs> exactly it's like, and
1: they're like, Dad, why is our dog inside out? Ah dog's fine. The dog's fine.
0: He's always been like that. He he eating. <laughs> yeah. I love that the Myers, even though they're you know, the family's from nineteen oh five Utah, somehow sound like they're from Detroit in the mid eighties. <laughs> why are you crying? Yeah.
1: But reports or no, eventually the Myers family did abandon their home in 1987 for unknown (laughs) reasons. They
0: never reported anything, but they just left. (laughs) Like,
1: they never reported
0: anything, but they were like, we out. Yeah, the stubborn
1: dad's just like, we're leaving, but not because the ghosts. For, For my own reasons that I have that
0: I don't need to tell to you. We have to move because Jimmy's failing math. Well, and I gotta believe it's a different generation of Myers that left that house than the ones that, unless they are in fact the immortal... The, the Nosferatu. Right. I got to believe it's a different generation. Yeah,
1: maybe it was like, okay, dad finally died of a stress-induced heart attack. Right. We can all just move off this ranch now.
0: Right. Dad, finally, dad <laughs> finally got raped to death by a ghost, and same ghost that like kicked a dog. <laughs> um, so, it, right. so in 1994, uh, Ted and Gwen Sherman, with their two kids, moved on to the 80-acre ranch. Terry. I'm, I'm sorry? Terry. Sorry. Terry. Terry and Gwen Sherman, with their two kids, uh, moved on to the 80-acre ranch in the basin area they wanted to start a cattle ranch. Now, that's not unheard of. Like you can't fault them for being like, let's go out west in 1994, which is way after the cattle boom, and start a cattle ranch. Sure, yeah, it's the American dream, you know, buy some cows, pack up the old lady and the kids and head out west and start a damn ass farm. Exactly. It's all you need. It's all you need. Um, so we don't have to tell you, this is a classic horror movie setup right here. Uh, <laughs> right. The Shermans find the most picturesque piece of land imaginable And can't understand why, it, why it's been so, why it's been so un- unoccupied for so long um, And if I, believe, if I remember correctly And why the, weird la- the, why the previous owners just abandoned it Right, and if I, if I remember correctly They also got it for a steal of a price Which, of course. you know Yeah, that's horror movie fodder right there <laughs> They first find metal posts near the front entrance With huge metal chains, att- chains attached That's a red flag Right Because it's as if someone had chained
1: up large animals there to, like, protect the door or something. Yep. Some sort of strangely reinforced posts by the door. They also found large padlocks on almost every door. Also a bad sign.
0: Literally, this is existence. This is the universe telling you not to move in here.
1: (laughs) These people are so oblivious. They're like, man, look
0: at all these free padlocks. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'm going to padlock everything.
1: Screw these stupid cows. We're a padlock household now. You know, like classic idiots, they
0: ignore all these red flags, and they just move on in. Yep, yep. Just move on in there. Again, I have said this on multiple podcasts. Only white people are so concerned with real estate that, like, (laughs) there can be padlocks on every door. There can be posts where large animals were clearly chained up before they moved in, and they still are like, no, 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 no. Let's do it. Let's should we do it? Let's do it. Honey, you were always saying there weren't enough industrial-sized posts at our
1: last place, and this one looks like it only held a couple hellhounds. Right. We could deal with two hellhounds. I'm Terry Sherman, goddammit. That's right. So let's look at their very first encounter, which basically happened immediately. Like they <laughs> almost as soon as they move in, they have a weird experience. And this is a really weird experience. And this is sort of a skinwalkery maybe type yeah. experience, I guess is the best you can explain it. So Terry Sherman and his father encountered a large wolf outside the house that they described being three times the size of a normal wolf. So a dire wolf. Yeah. Like, it's some, yeah, exactly. This huge ass wolf. It didn't act aggressive and it just sort of walked up to them. And, uh, they had all these calves, right? Because they were trying to start this cattle farm. So they were concerned that the wolf was going to go after the calves. Uh, and it does <laughs> so all of a sudden <laughs> of the wolf just does. darts over and grabs like one of these calves by the head and tries to pull it out of this pen and they start like wailing on this animal and beating on it and yelling at it to stop which it won't do the so terry sherman's son go gets his dad's gun and they shoot the wolf at point blank range twice and it does nothing The balls the wolf doesn't really react he continues biting this calf's head they shoot it a third time with it at what point it finally stops. But it doesn't run away. It only sort of just looks at them, backs up, and it's not, un- it's not harmed. It's not bleeding.
0: I think my favorite part about this is the balls on those two guys. That their first move was to physically attack this wolf that is three times the size of a normal wolf. You yeah. guys are, get it! And they start punching it yeah! and kicking it. Like, b- biting it. Fuck no, dude. I'm going to be like, well, I guess it really... W- I g- Look, if I'm on a ranch... And something that is three times the size of a normal wolf rolls up and steals a cow, it clearly wanted that cow more than I did. Like, period. <laughs> I don't want that cow as much as you. You can have that cow.
1: <laughs> well, we're not—we're clearly not dealing with the smartest people in the world. We already talked about all these obvious red flags. There, you know, these are the, this is the kind True. of people who attack a wolf True. with their fists and with pieces of wood and lumber, maybe.
0: So, after the third time you shoot it. And it does nothing but back up just a little bit. Not to be afraid, just to get a better look at the thing that's shooting it. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's what really strikes me about that is It didn't back up because it was afraid. It backed up because it was like, it's kind of dark. Who's shooting at me? And then they shoot <laughs> yeah. it a fourth time, supposedly in the heart, and nothing happens. Like, the yep. wolf is fine. And so th-
1: this wolf, Terry's father, gets a shotgun now, and they shoot the wolf again. And they say they see fur fly off uh where the bullet hits but again nothing really happens the wolf doesn't die the wolf's not really hurt it just stares at them they shoot it again with the shotgun and then the wolf just sort of trots off into the woods like it ain't no thing
0: fuck you guys i was just trying to get some dinner (laughs) yeah how many shots is that so we had like five that is six shots Six times! Six times! I shot him six times! Oh my god. This is the real life story of Dr. Loomis. <laughs>
1: what? I shot him six times! I, I shot him in the heart Things only get crazier for from yeah. here on out. Like, that's like day whatever, like in the first week or some right. shit, with like them living three. there. I don't even.
0: Like, if, the, if this was a horror movie, there'd be that nice title card that was like day three. Yeah,
1: Tuesday.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> So shit really starts popping off um, when the when the Shermans begin seeing floating orbs of light. Um, So strange lights and disembodied voices speaking unknown languages that seem to come directly from directly above them. Uh, They also see ghost like apparitions sometimes at their windows, sometimes in the room at night. Why are you still there? At this point, you have now encountered a dire wolf that cannot be harmed by any human weapon. There are ghostly voices coming in languages that you don't speak. You're seeing shit in the window, bro leave like i not, this is going to be a recurring theme for classic
1: me. classic all their money's in the in the ranch and they're too stubborn to leave you know terry's like i spent three thousand dollars on
0: this place i am not leaving exactly exactly i cashed in a whole lot of camel dollars for this for this ranch here <laughs> you have no idea how many cigarettes i had to smoke for this <laughs> um <laughs> so uh that's this this is when the poltergeist activity starts beginning um things would vanish often reappearing somewhere totally different uh side story i've lived in a house with that type of poltergeist and it's real real frustrating especially like when you know the ghost and the goat like which was my experience in the house that i lived in that it was haunted with poltergeists that we all knew the ghost name was david david was a prick We all knew David, and we'd all be like, can you please stop hiding my car keys, David? I cannot be late to work again.
1: Oh, yeah, real nice, David. The one guy who lives here and doesn't pay rent hides my keys, so I can't get to work.
0: (laughs) Turns out I was just a raging alcoholic and kept misplacing my (laughs) (laughs) car. Spoiler alert. So so one day, Gwen uh, brings home some groceries, unbags them, turns around for a moment, only to turn back and find all the food back in the bags. That's some straight-up paranormal activity shit is all I have to say about that. Totally. Or
1: like like in Poltergeist when they turn around uh, and, and all they, the chairs are stacked. You know, stuff like that.
0: Or like in Doctor Sleep when they turn around and Aubra's put all the spoons on the ceiling.
1: Yeah, yeah. and it's Because there's always never any sound, right? You, it just happens in the blink of an eye.
0: Uh, so they, hear the, they heard the sound of what seemed like heavy machinery that seemed to come from underground. Again, red flag. There's voices from above, heavy machinery sounds from below, people appearing, disappearing dogs and cats living together it's anarchy mass hysteria so as though you know what really this skinwalker ranch is like the 2020 of paranormal of paranormal occurrences like it just keeps getting worse yo it is it just keeps coming hits after hits so this is when the cattle mu- cattle mutilation starts right which is the perfect
1: thing for a couple trying to start a cattle ranch
0: right it's kind of puts a, it puts a damper on it uh as if everything wasn't bad enough they start finding their cattle dead not just dead but mutilated in strange ways they found some with their genitals cut apart oh why would you do that it's just rude and uh one had a missing eye some simply vanished without a trace now i can understand no i can't really understand cattle mutilation (laughs) but i really can't understand i was about to say i can understand cattle mutilation which is not true (laughs) yeah Yeah, i'm glad you stopped yourself there i really don't understand why you're just going to cut genitals apart that's that's, yeah, that's It that just seems unnecessary.
1: Unless the only reason you'd think you'd, you could explain it is if you're talking aliens just studying anatomy, right? You know.
0: Yeah, but I feel like oh, all right. All right, I'll give you that. I mean, they're just sick why is every alien in
1: every story is like just a sick pervert? It's always like they abduct somebody and they're like, oh, cut his balls off. Or, or like, like, shove this thing off his ass, you know? Exactly.
0: Dude, what was that movie with... Um, it's never like, give him a cheek swab and let's have put him on his way. It's never that. What's that movie with uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost where... where um. Paul, Paul, yeah, we're dude. For Seth Rogen's like <laughs> with with Seth Rogen's Paul the alien when they're like, you're not gonna probe us already. He's like, why does everyone think we're trying to stick our fingers in your buttholes? I don't want to <laughs> stick anything in your butthole. Like I didn't come billions of light years to play with buttholes No,
1: it's just humanity's obsession with putting things in your butt you know it's like
0: yeah the, how how for how many
1: years has the tough guy response been like i'm gonna shove my foot up your ass right you know <laughs> and then they get upset if you accuse them of hiding latent homosexuality because to those guys you know gay isn't manly and if you imply that i'm gay again i'm gonna shove my fist up your balls did
0: you ever see um uh what's it called train wreck with amy schumer like never, John Cena. John Cena has a cameo in it where he's like this hyper toxic masculine guy or whatever, and they're at the theater, <laughs> they're at the movies, and this dude keeps talking, and John Cena just starts yelling at the guy, and he's like, "You know what, dude? You're an asshole. And you know what I do to assholes? I fuck them." <laughs> and like there's this running gag throughout the movie about John Cena being like super homoerotic, and Amy Schumer's always like, "Do you honestly not see how that sounds gay?
1: Like, <laughs> do you not hear yourself? It's like uh, Tobias from Arrested Development."
0: My schedule, however is as open as my relationship with my
1: wife. So why don't we pair up and, and hit the town together? Oh.
0: I'll be your wingman. <laughs> Even if it means me taking a chubby, I will suck it up. Right. All right, <laughs> so back to Skinwalker Ranch. Um, so in terms of, like, cattle disappearing from a herd, generally speaking, ranches in that area are expected to lose about 1% of their herd a year for various reasons, whether it's, like, sickness, one of them just dies of whatever, in only two years, the Shermans had lost 20% of their cattle. Which is crazy. Like,
1: just those numbers alone. Right. And looking at all the surrounding areas, it's insane.
0: So, they would see orbs of light hovering near the dead cattle. Uh, and this wreaks havoc on their finances, obviously. And, you know, Jordan kind of, like, even though it was, I was joking, Jordan kind of hit the nail on the head earlier with, you know, the reason they didn't leave immediately after this dire wolf shows up and then all these other things is all of their money is sunk into this place. They can't just, you know. Yeah. It's the same
1: reason really, that they attacked the wolf head on with like fists and lumber because all of their money is in those calves and in that property
0: true fair, fair I'm just saying you could you could lose that one calf you like right, you could right. lose the one calf, you guys are a little bit too ballsy for
1: me yeah, if, it, if it's down between losing the calf and losing an arm, I'd you know get rid of the calf
0: well, one hundred percent, so all right, so things get weirder. Uh, the orb sightings intensify sightings of unknown cryptids on the property. Um, sightings of what appeared to be t- uh, tropical birds on the property, and one single night they lost all six of their cats. Here's where I draw the line. You could take my cattle, you could take my children, but the minute you touch my cat, there's going to be some issues. I have two cats <laughs> that mean the most to me, Ferdinand and Archibald, and I swear to God, I would, I would, I would, it would, it would stop right there. That's where the sightings and everything. That's where all the activity would stop for me. Like, I got no calves. I got no cats. I got all these birds hanging around. Our pets' heads are falling off. Our pets' heads are falling off. At that point, <laughs> that's yeah. when I start looking at, like, black magic to make it go away. Like, I'm not afraid to sacrifice any one of you for, for my cats. Yeah. Um, I get it. I get it. From a dog from a
1: dog person perspective, I get it. Just speaking to that, the next thing that happens to them is all their dogs mysteriously vanish. Yep. <laughs> so now I'm pissed, you know? Yeah, now the, because all,
0: they're taking cats. <laughs> And taking dogs
1: with all this strange shit going on they had three dogs that went crazy and they would just like bark with fear and like they refused to come out of their dog houses they wouldn't even come out to get their food they were just terrified one night they just start chasing one of these orbs and they just like run off into the darkness chasing this thing terry hears them attack something they hear the dog like yelping with pain and then the barking all stops. The next day, he goes out to try to find them, and he finds three circles burnt into the ground, which with what appears to be liquefied burnt flesh in the
0: middle of the circles. Yep, they got vaporized. <laughs> like again, I understand that all of your, I understand that all of your your finances are sunk into this place, but like dude but someone's vaporizing your dogs man right exactly so the family lives under constant stress obviously uh they not only have to deal with all the strange happenings but they're also in the tank financially they're constantly in fear the kids grades drop um like we've
1: already talked about how this is like the plot of poltergeist they continue the plot of poltergeist by all sleeping together in one room in order to feel safer and they live like this shit for like two years which is insane yeah until everything finally goes to shit Right. And then and that's when Skinwalker Ranch starts getting some notoriety outside of just terrorizing this family. And so that's where we enter George Knapp. George Knapp was already fairly well known for reporting the story of Bob Lazar, who was a man claimed to have worked directly with spacecrafts at Area 51. And there's a lot of people talking about UFOs, Area 51, shit like that. But Knapp was like the first person to take a serious journalistic approach to it. And uh, so he got a lot of notoriety for that. And he investigated Skinwalker Ranch and wrote the book Search for the Skinwalker, which is still a highly referenced book when you're talking about the subject. Yes. And then another character enters the scene and really cranks things up. So we've had, you know, a steady, consistent diet of cattle mutilations, dog liquefications, floating orbs. Tropical birds, poltergeist activity, the works. But now we're going to kick things up to fifth gear. So enter eccentric billionaire rich guy Robert Bigelow, who in 1996 buys the ranch to turn it into a paranormal research center. So he enters just when the Shermans are like at their absolute worst. Their dogs are vaporized puddles. Their cats are gone. All these tropical birds are flying around. They're all sleeping in the living room. Willy Wonka-esque Robert Bigelow shows up, probably in a helicopter, and decides to save them all financially and buy that ranch. So right there on the spot, he offers them $200,000 for it.
0: Yep, and they were like, we'll take it. So he can build a paranormal research center. They are like, we'll take it. It's sold. So Bigelow founds the National Institute of Discovery Science, also known as NIDS, Probably the biggest and baddest facility for paranormal research ever set up. That we know about. That's the thing. Is right. that I'm sure there are bigger, badder ones we just don't know that about. That the public knows. He hires everyone he needs to conduct research. Physicists, engineers, biologists, everybody. Um, the ranch is closed to the public and guards are set up. Tons of paranormal research gear is moved in. Like He takes this shit seriously. Like This is like serious paranormal research. So it turns out. Uh, Terry Sherman actually agrees to continue working on the Skinwalker Ranch, caring for the grounds and the cattle. So the man just is not going to give up his dream to run a cattle farm. He's like, he's like, I don't care if the cattle are all being abducted and turned inside out.
1: I'm going to run this goddamn cattle farm. They're not my cattle. It's actually cattle best now. for him now because he doesn't have to pay for the cattle. If they all get turned inside out, He just got a new shipment of cattle. You know, that's what they're there yeah, for. That's what,
0: that's what I'm saying, like. He's fine as long as he's not the one suffering financially from these cattle getting mutilated. Right. (laughs) Terry Sherman's a capitalist, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and, you
1: know, good on him. He got the $200,000 for his crazy uh, paranormal ranch, and he gets a weekly paycheck. He gets to stick around and, you know, mop up the
0: liquid puddles of flesh. And I got to believe they're paying him quite a bit of money to do that. You're not going to do that for, like, minimum wage. Hell
1: inch. no. And he's the best person for the job because he's lived there for all those years. You know, he knows the grounds. He's the one who knows, you know, don't step over that rock or you'll step into another dimension.
0: That kind of shit. So, like I said, the cattle then was being used by Nids as bait for paranormal creatures. Hey, it worked for the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. <laughs> so, again, this is not a bad plan. about this speaks volumes about how much Terry Sherman cared about those cows in the first place. Um, (laughs) There is, there's tons of documented documentation of the mini phenomena orbs, more cattle mutilations. Um, They saw classic UFO behavior, lights in the sky, darting in various directions and taking off side note. Did you hear what that uh, government scientist read? Like what the government has recently said that the UFO sightings that people have been seeing are definitely made off. So they're not saying that they're, alien they're saying that they're not made on earth that they are not of earth oh. and they're made off planet
1: yes i i, I did see that yeah so what
0: that tells me is that there's a secret moon base where they're playing around with alien technology that's all I'm yeah
1: saying. and that's and that's been the theory for a long time is that we like we have been fucking around with alien technology trying to build hybrid crafts and off. stuff like that well but now yeah. he's
0: now he's confirming that it's off world stuff that's happening that they're doing they're not it's amazing doing- on the planet
1: and that goes along with some of the stuff spacex has been talking about that they want to do of course of course they don't reveal everything they have to the public so they probably already have a lot more but they're talking about going to the moon with people and setting up stations to learn how how to live off world so they're probably already doing off world stuff if they've gotten that far but i digress we'll go back to skinwalker ranch i don't know where we were the 90s or something 1997
0: they've been there one year they've been here one year nids has been there one year yep Um, um Things keep getting worse. Uh, Cattle mutilations increase and they get weirder. Uh, (laughs) I don't know how you can get, I don't know how you can make a cattle mutilation weirder, but they did. You
1: just get more. You really, because like during a snowstorm, three cows in one night were killed. Two of them found with like circular areas cut out of their flesh around their eyes. Sort of like if there were like goggles on, you know, like that kind of look. And one was found with its ear cut to ribbons. Which it's cut so finely that it's not like the claws of like a predatory animal, you know. It's cut in the way that it looks like razors. Right.
0: So this sort of supports your idea that it's that it's extraterrestrials trying to study organic earth life. And,
1: and you know, I say extraterrestrial and I brought it bring up abductions, but I think extraterrestrials in the case of Skinwalker Ranch is too much of a reductionist term because I don't think that's the limitation of what it is. It's definitely something not of earthly origins, I think, but I would be more likely to side on something closer to a, another dimension, to interdimensional creatures of some kind.
0: I, You've heard me say this before. I am far more apt to believe in the idea of interdimensional beings than I am extraterrestrial beings. Um, I just, I think it makes more sense. I think interdimensional I mean, wouldn't beings, they be both? I mean, I guess they would be both, technically. I mean, or they could be both. You right. know what I mean like but they're not necessarily both but I just I tend to believe in the idea of beings from another dimension as opposed to beings from another planet.
1: Right. I mean I definitely believe in extraterrestrials absolutely. But I think with when you're looking at what is going on on Skinwalker Ranch and everything else happening, extraterrestrials doesn't quite explain everything. If you're talking about interdimensional like a doorway or a thin point, that explains a lot more it to me you know that sense, yeah. that would explain something like tropical birds showing up you know shit that otherwise unless a pet store exploded and a bunch of birds got out i i can't explain that kind of thing but in the middle of like this random basin in utah i don't see shit like that happening Well,
0: it could very much be like the um lost jj abrams lost where there's just right. you know it's
1: like the the, the polar bear
0: right it's a magic it's a magic island i don't know what to say it's a magic island It's one of my favorite JJ Abrams things ever. When when people got all pissed at him after the end of Lost and that interview, he's literally like drinking like drinking a cocktail at the interview, and he's just like, I don't know. It's Magic Island. I don't know what to tell you. It's Magic Island. It's just it's (laughs) such a great response on his part. It's like, Wow man, like way to just give the finger to people that wasted nine years of their life with this show. Like me. It's
1: like, I don't know. He's like, you know, you know how crazy islands be. You know, they're crazy.
0: You know, it's weird. But
1: anyway, so more more cattle mutilations happened. A calf was found with its leg ripped off. This one's weird because all its internal organs were missing. All of its blood was missing, but no blood was found around the corpse or anywhere. So it was completely a clean scene. Just all the blood and internal organs were just gone. Its ear was also clean, cut off, as if done with surgical tools. Again, just like uh, with the Shermans, the dogs on the ranch started behaving strangely being scared all the time reluctant to leave their dog pens one day after finding their dogs freaking out they started shooting at something in the night and they found these strange footprints the next day and these strange footprints looked something like a giant bird or like a what we might think of like what a raptor footprints would be like yeah Uh, and it's it's really unlike
0: anything that we know to exist
1: and so again there's this weird thing to maybe strange birds like birds that don't belong in the area
0: Yeah, it's almost like Stephen King was like, let me just put everything I've written in one place. Let me just put a bird on that. Yep, put a motherfucking bird on it. Yeah. Despite apparently witnessing countless strange events, little to no physical evidence was ever collected, and in 2004, NIDS was disbanded. So that's the end of the NIDS story. Um, And it's just hilarious to me that despite, you know, uh, witnessing all these things, no one collected any physical evidence of anything. Like... Word, you guys are failing at your job. Like right. your whole job was to collect physical evidence.
1: Especially if there's a footprint. Can't you get a cast of that footprint? But I guess mean, maybe they don't count that as real evidence. But I mean they witnessed plenty. But Bigelow's not done yet. So even though NIDS was disbanded, he started another institution, Bigelow's Aerospace, Advanced Space Studies or BASE or Bass 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 <laughs> Bigelow drops the bass right <laughs> and this one's a much more secretive organization than NIDS he had the hopes of getting a government sponsor which he actually succeeded on in 2007 a government-run organization called the aerospace aviation threat identification program god these names dude
0: or ATIP. tip <laughs>
1: uh, tip was uh, set tip. up And this was run by a guy named Luis Elizondo, and he worked at the Pentagon. This was initiated by former Senate Majority Leader Henry Reid from Nevada. Same state as Area 51. Coincidence? I don't know. But Reid has said that he's interested in science and helping the American public understand what the hell is going on. And that's a quote from
0: him. That's some American, that's the most American way to, we're, we're gonna get, we're, you know what? You know what? We're gonna find out just what the hell is going on here. We're gonna find out just what the hell is going on. We're gonna get
1: to the bottom of it. Get to the bottom of what, sir? We're just gonna find it out. Now shut up before I put a
0: boot up your balls. It's an American ass response. So, ATIP is funded by the U.S. Defense Department and is set up to investigate UFO activity. Um, it's basically Reed was Agent Mulder. That's the easiest way to say that.
1: He said the truth is out there and he's gonna find it. Uh, I've
0: Feel like Mulder was cooler than Reed. But yeah, yeah. He's like real life Mulder, sure.
1: I feel like Mulder was cooler than all true government agents.
0: Uh Reed was friends with Robert Bigelow, probably part of the same UFO circles, because you know that like there can't be that. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, they're always at the same Star Trek conventions and the UFOlogist conventions. Real serious ufologists all know each other. There's like of 15 of them and they all know each other. Um <laughs> Bigelow urges at this point. He urges Reed to look at Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch then becomes a primary focus for the entire organization. Uh, $22 million was spent on the program over five years. Uh, all funding for ATIP and BASS was, was pulled. Uh, it was shut down in 2012. Luis Elizondo resigned from his position at the Pentagon, stating his outrage at government secrecy and unwillingness to release information. So they clearly found something.
1: Yeah. That's the thing is at at no point are we saying that that the program was a failure, just that it was shut down. But after five years of serious government funding, which is what Bigelow wanted to get, and then everything was shut down in 2012 with the funding pulled, people, including Luis Elizondo, believe that that wasn't the end of the research. Um, And he he believed that anything that they found seriously while working there would have just been hidden away and nothing would have ever gotten out to the public, which was his whole purpose in the beginning. And he just thought everything was going to be covered up. And now, interestingly enough, he works for the To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, which is the institution set up by Blink-182 member Tom DeLonge and parapsychologist Harold Putoff to investigate UFOs and other such fun things. <laughs> so does that mean he's in Blink-182 now? Or? No,
0: no, no, no. He's he's no. no. I mean Lu- Luis Elizondo. It's. It, <laughs> I think he's the new lead singer. Uh, <laughs> my feeling about Tom DeLonge opening up a ufology institute Is the same feeling that I have about Tommy Chong Being the president of Normal for as long as he was Like back in like the late 90s through like the mid 2000s Anytime anybody debated the legalization of marijuana um, Tommy Chong was always the guy that they brought on To argue the side of legalization And it's not that he's not smart Tommy Chong is a brilliant human being And he has a lot of really good points to make But he still sounds like Chong Exactly. It's really hard to take that guy seriously no matter what he's talking. About. Same deal with Tom DeLong. Like yeah. it's it, there's gotta be somebody better to speak than Tom DeLong. Anyway. <laughs> so ATIP worked with or tip worked with Bigelow's Bass to produce a 500-page document detailing the UFO activity occurrences and aerial phenomena on the ranch. Um, this document has never been released to the public. According to someone who worked for Bass, this was just a small piece of the information they acquired while studying there. Um, so again, they found something there. Something is there's something. That is absolutely happening at Skinwalker, and I think we kind of admitted that from the beginning—that we know something's going on there. But clearly, the government knows that too, and they're just not giving it up. Exactly,
1: and I guess after they disclosed that information, everything was at least on the surface shut down. But there's, you know, others who believe it wasn't really shut down, including including Luis Elizondo, who believes the program has continued secretly with funding from the CIA and the Navy. And we just we don't know for sure, and probably won't ever know. Like that's the point of shutting down the surface level of this research but in 2016 the thing happens that we talked about in the beginning of this episode which is a mysterious new buyer enters the scene and purchases the ranch a property was sold off to a mysterious company called adamantium holdings for 4.5 million dollars that's right a company named after a fictional metal that makes up Wolverine's skeleton in the Marvel comics has bought Skinwalker Ranch.
0: Yep. Um, Security was increased around the land. It's very difficult to get near there now. For a long time, there was absolutely no information available about who owned Adamantium Holdings. It was finally revealed to be a real estate mogul, Brandon Fugel.
1: And I know it's a bit of a letdown. I think everybody was kind of hoping for this big reveal to be some sort of you know, smoky room government agent who works with extraterrestrials to buy the land and, you know, make hybrids with humans or some shit like that. But no, it's uh, just some really
0: rich real estate guy who just loves himself some comic books. And he's friends with George Knapp, who vouches for Fubal as a legit dude. Um, Maybe George Knapp is not the guy that maybe the guy that writes, you know, true crime stuff about Skinwalker Ranch is not the guy you really want to trust his opinion but um he's apparently interested <laughs> in science I, I don't know so fugel is apparently really interested in science and discovering the truth he's a confirmed superhero comic nerd like i said um so that explains the company name
1: yeah you know he's just a guy with a real estate company he doesn't want his supernatural real estate dealings to affect his normal non-supernatural real estate sales which I suppose is understandable. I mean, kind of sounds like he's a bitch, but you know, it's me. Yeah, whatever. I'd embrace the hell out of that. Be the only real estate agent that specializes in supernatural properties, selling real estate in other dimensions.
0: Um, so exact same. I'd be like, I own Skinwalker Ranch. What's good? Yeah. What do you own? A recent inter at a recent interview with the uh, current ranch superintendent, there are still experiments and investigations going on on the ranch. He was a skeptic of the occurrences before working there. Um, obviously, he's not now. Um, he also claims that Adamantium is apparently interested in public disclosure and has a philosophy of transparency, um, which is categorically untrue because we have yet to see anything disclosed about Skinwalker Ranch.
1: Well, that's actually not true. So we've kind of found out what they're doing at, at, uh, with Adamantium's you know, owning of the ranch, and it's kind of weird. It's a History Channel series, <laughs> actually. So what they've been doing on this ranch is they have been doing more tests and they've been shooting, they've been filming it too, and it's come out as this, I'll, I'll admit I have not seen this series yet because History Channel series are very su- suspect to me. Very
0: much so. As far as quality is concerned. Two words, ancient aliens.
1: Yeah. The show's called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, um, and it's apparently out now, and that's what they've been doing. And like I said, this has been released. There are eight episodes of this docu-series. You know, I'll have to watch it. Maybe you guys watch it. Let us know if you guys think it's legit or not. But you know that uh, that interview. I'll try to find that interview um, with the ranch superintendent and put that on the X Files as well because that's an interesting one. You know, he said that uh, he didn't believe in UFOs when he started there, but now he's completely swapped his views on all of that stuff. He believes in pretty much everything.
0: And I mean, I think that's all. That's what it takes to to get there, right? Like you just got to spend time at Skinwalker Ranch, and you will believe,
1: right? And if you remember earlier with the Shermans, we talked about those voices they heard that supposedly came from directly above. That's something the current superintendent has personally experienced. He said he he took the dogs out to a certain area on the ranch and the dogs started growling and acting strange. And he heard a voice straight up tell him to stop. And he said he could not explain it, but he listened (laughs) to the voice, which is probably a good idea. Yeah, I'm out.
0: I'm out. At that point, I'm out.
1: I'm not trying to turn into a liquefied puddle.
0: Uh, yeah, so he says he can't talk about it much, but that the ranch is extremely dangerous, and uh, that's why they spend so much money on security, is because it's, they, they have to keep people out, because it's that right. kind of dangerous. So, I mean, I can't imagine
1: this History Channel series has unlocked anything mind-blowing. I, was, I think everybody would have heard about it.
0: Yeah. But it exists. Well, it depends. Is is Giorgio Nampalopoulos? Behind this <laughs> History Channel series, I know that was incredibly insensitive, um but I just I can't pronounce that dude's name to save my life. There's too many weird consonants in it because this is America. I have no idea uh I wonder if he's behind it because it just it stinks <laughs> of him.
1: I mean I would love if it's you know it sounds interesting enough that if they're actually experiencing stuff, I feel like if there's anywhere in the United States where you can just turn on a camera and maybe actually capture something interesting, it would be Skinwalker Ranch,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean...
1: I, because shit just seems to be popping off there I, literally all the time in every direction in every sort of way. I
0: still don't want to go there. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, that just seems dangerous.
1: I would be torn, you know? I really, really would like to go there. I mean, it's... You know, nobody's really died that they've talked about. All these people lived there for years and they didn't get turned inside out or anything. Just like the animals who sleep outside, so...
0: Yet. Uh, you know? That's the thing, is they haven't been yet, turned inside right. out yet. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> good point. Good point. But you know, I, I would be I would be interested, that's for sure. Word to step foot on the ranch of the Skinwalker.
0: So that does it for our Skinwalker Ranch episode. What did you guys think? Reach out to us. You can you can you can get us at uh, campnightmare.com. You can uh access all our all our social media from there there's also a donate button if you feel like giving us money we won't stop you Um, you can just hit the donate button give us whatever you want or you can always subscribe to one of our tiers on patreon.com slash camp nightmare where for you know all different numbers all different amounts of money you can access all different kinds of tiers you get merch you get swag you get access to our free uh, to our secret episodes for five dollars a month yeah cattle mutilate that patreon subscribe button we are I think we can officially say now to the masses that we have shirts on the way. We are about to have our very first run of Camp Nightmare shirts.
1: Yeah, we're super excited about that. They're paid for. They're on their way. We have black and white shirts that have our Camp Nightmare emblem on them. But we're going to take those white shirts and we're going to tie-dye them in a cool way. So you'll have to wait a little bit longer for that, but they're going to look awesome we 're going to figure out an
0: online store we 're going to get all that stuff going and we 'll let you guys know also, you can check us out on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe to us on youtube also when you 're done when you 're done listening to us ramble at the end of this episode, like we always do um, if you don 't mind hopping over to wherever you rate your podcast, give us a five star review and maybe a little bit of a like a written review there we 'd really appreciate that
1: yeah, that stuff really helps out we 're already a weirdo podcast with weirdo interests and we 're talking about liquefied piles of dog and cattle. And we really need your help with some good reviews to get out to the larger masses and spread the liquid. So
0: if you enjoyed the episode, please write a review. We appreciate the shit out of it. So like I said, that does it for this week's Skinwalker Ranch. We will see you guys next week. I'm JB. And I'm Jordan. Bye. Thanks for listening to Camp Nightmare. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Slasher. And for full Campfire Tales, interviews, X-Files, and more, visit CampNightmare.com.
1: And join our Patreon community of happy campers for monthly secret episodes, exclusive merch deals, B-movie watch-alongs, access to our Discord channel, and more. Visit Patreon.com slash CampNightmare.